dark save for light being cast from the big tv screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning hey george hey lions how's it going super yeah really is, is it is it like a, a manly sort of super yeah or is it a kind of a more uh more it's a them, toned it's, down it's, it's themly it's a themly sort of super super them oh there you go there you go so it could be a, a manly it could be a womanly it could be a girly it could be a boyly yeah yeah i, I yeah. want anyone who wants a to be dogly super. no that I'm, no. I'm, we're staying within the realm of what would generally be considered people i'm just saying man like there's cryptos off in the corner just just dog crying all over the place like it's and and it's 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 Kryptonian tears, so they're basically like a water laser. <laughs> <laughs> are are Superman's tears super? I you know like, well I think maybe they could be, but he lives in a world made of cardboard. Every <laughs> you know like so he has to, he has to like actively make sure that you know when he cries it doesn't destroy the earth or whatever. D- doesn't he has uh, in in some versions of Superman he has like a sonic like can he like shout like sonic volumes yeah i think i think he can i do know one of the things he can do is he has uh jimmy olsen has the the call superman watch which emits a hypersonic sound which he can hear through space through space yeah yeah Yeah. I, actually let's just do this let's not let's not talk let's just talk about superman like this that would be more enjoyable that'd well, be more fun right that, that's fair and also would fit better with the title of this episode because superman is not found in this game what i mean there's someone wearing a superman costume but the character yeah, superman fair. is not present in the game superman 64 that that okay all right now i'm picking up what you're laying down that that is correct <laughs> Yes, it, 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 but to be to be fair, in many imaginings of Superman, there is no Superman. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. Like, I, I, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, so we played Superman six four, came out May thirty first, nineteen ninety nine, which is, I assume, a day that will live in infamy. Um, mm-hmm. Let me talk about my nostalgia goggles experience for this. Uh, I know this game entirely through pop culture, right? Like I, I actually didn't ever get to lay hands on this when it was new, uh, and most people didn't because it was a critical failure, right? It was just a oh yeah, like in the 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 term like critics critiqued it as a failure, and also it rolled a natural one on all of its rolls, right? Just nice. just failures yep. across the board. Um, and and I want to say this up front, just in case I get swept up in the moment and I, I say something I don't mean, and I'm sure that I speak for you as well. Everyone knows that this game is awful and nothing that we are about to say is going to be contrary to that. And I don't think that anyone who worked on this game is proud of it or happy with it. I think some confluence of things happened. I don't know what those things are because I intentionally did not look them up. Right. But I think some confluence of things, whether it was timing or budget or all of the developers were in a horrible bus accident and so it had to be finished by the janitor like some something happened 
that made this game get onto store shelves. And so everything we are about to say is about the thing that got onto the shelf, not any of the people who made it. Because I refuse to accept that anyone who is a professional game developer was super proud of this, right? If you were like a solo developer who had never made a game before, this would be amazing. Like as a, a freshman effort, right? It's like I made a 3D game all by myself and I shipped it to a Nintendo console. That would be incredible at this time in history because yeah. developer tools were not good. No professional was happy with this product existing on store shelves. So everything we're we're going to say that's bad, I and I assume you are talking about the game, not the people who made it. Yes, agreed. Yeah, no, I mean, and and that's the thing is that I don't think that this was anybody, uh, but he's like, you know, love, labor of love project, right? Not, Nothing not, about not their magnum opus. No, and, and or or like their their you know last big hurrah in the games industry before they retired. You know, I mean, oh God, like, I even not. if it was, <laughs> even if it was going to be that, you wouldn't you wouldn't go out on this note, right? You know, like it's. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, you're 70 years old. You have to retire. No, not like this. <laughs> I mean, even if you just made like a 2D platformer that literally you jump one platform <laughs> and then the game ends, you'd be like, okay, but that was my last game. You know, <laughs> now, now um, I can stop. Um, I also did not purchase this game. Um, I, I and I also know it exclusively through pop culture, which is pretty wild because this came out in 1999 which would be when we were in high school right within my core group of friends um we had uh like you know we had a whole bunch of friends but literally we had the justice league you know so we had david a friend of ours he was our aquaman you know um we had tara she was our wonder woman we had frank who was our batman and i was the superman of the group right so I loved Superman. I thought he was awesome. And I loved the animated series. I thought it was awesome. So the fact that I didn't know that this game existed on a console that I owned, I think speaks to how good, like, like the, 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 the place that the game had in history. I was 100% their target audience. You know, like I was the guy that they were making this game for. Like I checked all of the boxes. And I didn't even know it existed. Like, that's not. And great. considering the age you were, doesn't it feel like you should have gotten this as like a present from an aunt or a grandparent at Christmas or something like I, I can imagine that you would not have maybe known about this because gaming news and magazines and stuff like I don't know if you were in any of that crap, but but for a like a distant uncle to be in a Walmart <laughs> and not be like, oh, crap, I got to send George a birthday present and then see this and then ship it to you. Like, I'm almost more surprised that that didn't happen. Yeah, it just again, this this game is it it, it is singular, right? And, and to kind of, uh, you know, quote the pre-show a little bit is that. I didn't want to play this game. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to have played it. Right. You know, because this is one that I think like Jekyll and Hyde, where I wasn't, you know, champing at the bit to get my hands around this really cerebral title. I wanted to, as a game reviewer, have played it and to have it in the library. So I didn't want to paint the deck. I wanted to paint a deck. So, yeah. Uh, um, chill. Yeah, let's do that.
so okay. if if you want to hear more about Superman 64, you uh, can listen to the show by subscribing. You can make sure we continue making the show by leaving ratings and reviews in Apple Podcasts. You can get more people to listen to the show by doing that. And also just like, you know, literally recommending it. Uh, you can request games for us to play through the feedback form on the website or through Twitter because we're both on Twitter. Um, <laughs> this game, not a listener request. Uh, and if you really want to go crazy, <laughs> I know, hard to believe, right? Yeah, if, you're, right. <laughs> if you really uh, want to go crazy and go that extra mile, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us at any level on Patreon, you get access to the after show, which is bonus content that we release only to patrons of all levels. And if you support at a high enough level, we will shout you out on the show. So we want to thank our 8-bit classics, Kevin. So real fast, I just want to let you know that, that this is information that was entrusted to me by our 8-bit classics and our 16-bit heroes. But I believe that in the context of this, they would be okay with me sharing this information. So Kevin, whose true identity is Green Lantern. Jason. The Flash. Yarno. Aquaman. Sorry, Yarno. Keep going. <laughs> And John, the Martian Manhunter that worked out really well. Actually, <laughs> that one does work out really well. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm just going in order, but that that worked out. Yeah. Um. And then our 16-bit heroes: Jacob, Batman, Michael, Wonder Woman, and David, Superman. Yes, we both <laughs> we both got a thing neither of us planned. we did the thing (laughs) all right uh visuals um okay so here's here's the thing about the visuals in this game no no one no one looks at these visuals and says oh wow these visuals are great but i i gotta say i i don't think they are unusually bad for the nintendo 64 the Mm -hmm. problem is I think what they tried to push that hardware to do. So uh, I saw when I was looking up screenshots for this, cause you know, there's like little captions in, in, uh, in Google images. Um, someone had a caption on their image that was like Superman and the battle against draw distance. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair because everything just seemed it, it's like you're playing this game in silent Hill instead of metropolis. Like the, the draw mm-hmm. distance is just, feet like it's it's measured in in a single digit number of feet which makes it feel like you are on a little tiny island floating in a fog and that's not cool when you're supposed to be in basically new york city you know it's it's just right. it, it creates this weird sort of unbelievability to the horizon and then everything up close is just flat and featureless so mm-hmm. if you look off into the distance you see nothing And if you look at what's up close to you, you see nothing but sort of it has like the texture of a city mapped onto it. So like (laughs) they could have set this game in any environment and they chose to set it in Metropolis, which they didn't have the computing power to render in a believable way. So that's like that's not the N64's fault, right? Like you just you didn't really do what the hardware was capable of. If you look at a game like Mario 64, Banjo-Kazooie, those are rendered in environments where they could make it seem like believable and this is just not that like they were trying to render it in gta 5 so that you have this sprawling view of the the metropolis area and but you don't everything's just in like kind of a sky gray green fog 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. So first of all, uh, visuals for sake of visuals. Um, well, sorry, actually, no, let me let me touch on your point first. Um, so, yes, I, I, I agree. I do think that their eyes were bigger than their stomachs, you know, because what they wanted to do was to have almost like this, like, huge open world. Um, and and so they tried to say, like, well, you're in a virtual reality world. And there's kryptonite fog or whatever thing that they did. Right. And it's like, that's that's fine. And it does give you some narrative reason as to why this is happening. But again, like the reason why it worked so well for Silent Hill was because Silent Hill was a horror game. You know, yeah. like this is this is if if the core aesthetic here is fantasy and the fantasy is being Superman, that is so far from horror. That is like the literally the antithesis of horror, right? If it's if if horror is disempowerment in a safe space and, and action is empowerment. Superman is the most empowered superhero of all, you know, <laughs> like that's kind of the point. So the fact that they were like, well, well just, just kind of smoke screen it out. It, yeah. I mean, you, you can do that, but to your point, right. Is that there were, there were video games that had not necessarily better draw distance, but where if, well, let me first say the draw distance was better because they, chugged less stuff in it right but i feel like that what they did was they said like well we've got this huge city of metropolis but the thing is we can't render it all at once so we're just going to render these small bits and 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 restrict the draw distance it's like or what you could have done is is created like sub levels you know what i'm saying where it's like like now you're in downtown like this area of metropolis now you're in this area of metropolis and then actually rendered it properly and then that would have come off way better than what they did which is creating an area that that is theoretically large but feels small um the the other thing that they did that blows my mind with this is that they did they created this huge city right and even with the fog it could still feel like a huge city if the main thing you weren't doing in this huge city was flying through hoops right and more importantly, flying through hoops or whatever task they have you doing that has to be done super fast, right? So because of that, I spent no time like just taking in the city and flying around and just flying around being Superman because it's like, okay, fly through all these hoops. And so visually, I'm just, I'm, I've got like my blinders on and I'm just focused on going from hoop to hoop to hoop. I was playing for a solid hour before I realized that I'm like, I'm actually, you know, I'm in a city. And probably these areas I'm flying through are representative of different areas of the city. Look like there's kind of this dock area and, oh, hey, look, I'm, I'm by a skyscraper right now. Who knew? I didn't because everything they're doing is focusing on just go through these rings, you know? I think keeping the player's field of view conceptually narrow as opposed to like literally having a narrow field of view in in the viewport is an excellent way to say, okay, well, the stuff that's over there is harder to render. So we either won't render it or it'll be like a 2D, like paste on to the background. So it's fine as long as you're not staring straight at it. But there are times in the first level, I guess, series of challenges where there's kind of nothing going on. And man, if you catch a glimpse of the horizon for a second, that glass is shattered <laughs> forever because I actually had the exact same experience. I was so 
trying to master the controls and so trying to deal with jumping through hoops that I couldn't even look around and like appreciate the world. Right. So once I noticed it, I was like, Oh no, but it, it did admittedly take a minute. So I, I think maybe that is the effect they were going for is like, Oh, if you're, if you're dealing with crises and you have to save people and stop these bad guys and, uh, you know, save these, these cops and get them to the end of the street or whatever stupid thing they make you do in that first level. Like, then you're kind of really focused on the task at hand and you're not admiring the scenery, but you have to then keep the pace of the game so fast that the player never looks up at the horizon. Otherwise they're like, Ugh! right. It's, it's like, uh, I think it was when we played super Mario 64 and, uh, one of our listeners explained billboarding to me and I was like, oh, no, because now whenever I do play an N64 game, I am super aware of that, because if the action is not so fast paced that I am able to say that one's a JPEG, those over there are polygons, like then once you know, you know, but if the action is fast paced enough or if you're you're focused enough on the task, then you don't like kind of fall into that pit. Um, that being said about environment uh superman looks like an idiot when he flies i don't know what's up with the swimmy wide arms the best i could yeah, come up with is I he's trying to like too. get drag to help him turn like he sticks his, <laughs> his he sticks his arm out like a rudder like i'm sure when we get to controls and mechanics we both have a lot to say about you know feeling like superman in this game but that seems like a really easy miss like, why did you make him stick his arms like out like that? Like he's a kid being held up by his parent going. Right. Oh, God, it. Looks, yeah, it looks so doofy. It does. And so I think that we can we can agree that one of the core aesthetics that they're going for in this game is fantasy. Right. The fantasy of being Superman. Right. And the game that I'm going to consistently juxtapose this to because one, I'm, I'm currently playing it uh, is. And, and two, I think that it's a great corollary, is Spider-Man, the Spider-Man game, right? Is that fair? No. Uh, because <laughs> that, that game was made for the PlayStation 4 and almost broke it. But um, it does correct, it does, it does make you feel like Spider-Man. You feel, it feels amazing, you know? Um, so yeah, I don't think that, that when you are wanting to be, so for example, it, when, when I'm playing, when I was playing the Spider-Man game, Right, literally at one point, you know, I'm, I'm web zipping around, and I accidentally web zipped directly into a fire escape. Right, mm. and I was like, oh, "Man, I screwed up." You know, like I, I just, I, I, my, my aim was off, and so instead of like hard hitting the fire escape and then just falling down and have to get up, dust myself off, he literally just tucked his arms together, put his feet through first, and like did like a corkscrew spin through the fire escape, and then I just came out the other side and lost no momentum. I'm like, I feel amazing. I am the Spider-Man, you know, like this is, this is what they're going for. Right. So can this game do that? No, it can't do anything <laughs> close to that, but it cannot make me feel like a friggin' moron every second, every second that I'm flying as Superman, which clearly they're hammering home as one of the core gameplay loops. Right. Especially because what I think that they're trying to show to you is it's like, okay, they need to know when they're kind of hard banking to the left and to the right. Right. For whatever reason, they think that that's information that is crucial to have that you can't just determine whatever. Here's the thing, man, is that Superman, like when he's flying, right? He has his two, two fists out, right? 
Superman is also renowned for doing the one fist chambered, other fist out. That's that's what it should look like. When you're banking hard to the right, you keep your right arm out and you chamber your other fist and you turn slightly to the right, just like he does. You wink to the camera, you know, like just like he does in <laughs> Superman, you know. And then, and then you do it in the other direction when you need to, right? That's the animation. So why did they do this? I, I don't why? I, I actually no, I want an answer. I hadn't thought of <laughs> uh that solution you just described. Um but I'm angry now because that was right? to- that was totally within their power. <laughs> like they absolutely had yeah. the technology to do that. Although you could argue like, well, but that's additional rigging and blah, blah, blah. But like, no, you had to rig the, the fish arms. Like, <laughs> so you, we're not talking about rigging and animation or no animation. We're talking about rigging the animation they chose versus rigging a much better animation. Yes, way better animation. And, and, and one that's, and, and again, this kind of comes back to what you said. It's like, we're not, not, not harking on the people or anything like that. But it's like, did you, have you ever watched Superman? Seen anything about Superman? Like, if you have any love for Superman, you have to have, like, like even though you, you were like, oh, I didn't think about that. The minute I said it, you're like, oh, that's obviously the call, right? So literally two fans of Superman in a room in under 15 minutes came up with a better <laughs> solution than this. That means there had to be less than two <laughs> fans of Superman in the room at all times when they were animating this, right? <laughs> I mean, yes, clearly. Um, okay, so how... I should have asked you this at the top. How far did you get in this mess? Not not very. My, I hit a hard skill wall. I mean, immediately. Um, because, you know, like... Uh, we'll get into the tutorial and all that kind of stuff, but no, did, not, not, not very Did you far. get to the second level? I don't. Did you get I'm to an sure. interior I, space? No, I did okay. not get to an interior yeah. space. So, so there's each, each level is made up of a bunch of objectives. And so because there's yeah. checkpoints at them, if you fail, you go back to the checkpoint. It does feel like those are subsequent levels, but it's multiple objectives within the same level. And the, the reason I bring this up in visuals is the second level is in an interior space and mm-hmm. uh the flying controls for superman are bad the walking controls are somehow worse and again i, I bring this up in visuals because watching superman aimlessly drift side to side as he power walks down a hallway is stupid looking like it's exceptionally stupid looking <laughs> and in so in the first level that's the if like if you can picture this game superman flying through the hoops like that's the very first level and may, maybe some of the later levels are like that but that's the very first level in the second level you're in this like i think you're in like the sewage control it's like the waterways under metropolis and there's bombs so you got to go get the bombs but there's these little t- turrets they're like little robots that have guns mm-hmm. on them and these are the first enemies you encounter in the game that are capable of like hurting you at all. The whole first level, there's really no enemies at all. And when you take a shot from one of these, I guess because of the kryptonite cloud or whatever dumbassery you just described a minute ago, you double over in agony. Like you are about to throw up. Like he, he wrenches forward. Like someone just smashed him in the gut. And that animation does not make you feel like Superman. It's like, man, he looks really hurt, really hurt. And this is just, <laughs> this is just like a regular ass enemy. 
Like, what am I going to look like fighting bosses that have like superpowers or super technology or whatever kryptonite weapons? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, and, and, and again, that's the thing is right. Is that they're trying to, to deliver on the empowerment of Superman, it, it's, it's a, it's a complete and total failure. One, one thing I do want to say on, on an upside for visuals, for the sake of visuals is, and feel, feel free to rebut me on this one is that the, the, the model for Superman and Lex Luthor and Lois Lane and all that, not bad. Um, and there, th- no, I'm, I'm actually with you. In fact, I think Lex Luthor and Lois Lane have better faces than Superman. Cause you're usually seeing him mm-hmm. from the back. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, they, they look, if you remember the justice league and Superman cartoon from the nineties, like, yeah, sp- pretty spot on actually. Right. And that was the thing is, is it because of the source material that they were mimicking it, it, it's kind of ready for, you know, low, low poly 3d, right. It's because all of those cartoons are not, <laughs> they're not, you know, Dragon Ball Super, right? They're not, you know, yeah, they're, Ronin they're not Kenshin. Miyazaki films. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're 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 just they're very very simply animated, and so thus it it lends itself to to simple animation. So I knew that this game was trash, right? But you know, when when I loaded it up, I was like, ah, eh, you know, Lex Luthor doesn't look too bad. Superman doesn't look too bad. Oh no! And then it just, <laughs> but I did, you know, credit where credits due. Yeah, that that the whoever did the modeling. For like the way Superman just looks as a 3D model, good job. Whoever then animated him moving in any way, like just terrible. We're, we're, <laughs> we're sure. Uh, um, they also nailed the uh, the font that like 1920s oh, yeah. Art Deco Hollywood. It's the same kind of font they use in like all the Bioshock games. You know the tall skinny letters. Yeah. So I'm just. <laughs> no, it's 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 great. Um, that is, I believe, the first time we've ever mentioned the font choice on <laughs> on this show. So I guess I, okay. like, that's that's gotta be the great personality of it's, game visuals, right? It's <laughs> you're right. The fact that it bears mentioning is not awesome. I think it does bear mentioning because this is the kind of thing that in a game that obviously had to cut a lot of corners for some serious like production studio reasons, probably either money or time or both. Um, the fact that somebody took the time to draw that out because they had to, they had to make the font and put it into the N64 and then be able to write out all the menus in it. Like if you were the whip cracking, I don't care, get the shovelware onto the shelf, which I, I don't think is what happened here. I don't think this is, a shovelware licensed IP game. I think this is some other more complicated catastrophic failure, but I can absolutely imagine, you know, the, the boss man walking down the hall and just being like, Johansson, what are you doing? Well, it's, it's the, that art deco font. I have, I have to render it. Cause that's, you know, it's like how all the signs are on the daily planet. And like, that's what, that's what people expect. It's in the cartoon. Like, no, just slap times new Roman in there and get on to the next thing. Right. Like, so move, move along. I agree that it is it comes across as damning praise, but it shows <laughs> it it show it's that little like this isn't from lack of effort. It's some other cause, right? Because otherwise, if they were just being lazy, they would not have bothered to do that. Yeah, Megan actually uh uh mentioned that this might be a die hard two situation where like you said 
that they just have a flight simulator game and <laughs> and then they said ah, make it into a superman game but anyways um uh so one other uh, upside that i will say for for visuals is that they do a good job just it's so hard to not sound snarky they do a good <laughs> They do a good job showing you which ring you need to fly through, right? So there's a whole bunch of rings in order. That is right. snarky. Yeah, I, <laughs> just saying though, right? Is that you know the ring you're supposed to. So once you fly through one of the rings, the next ring like lights up and starts spinning. So you're like, that's the ring they need to fly through. It matters when they have you sometimes like banking hard left or hard right, you know, because then then I, I would look and say like, wait, that's not the next ring. Oh wait, this is. Uh, it matters because they clearly expect for you to be going at a million miles an hour while you're doing that, but we'll save that for mechanics. But I did think that that was a plus. Um, and and I, here, I do have bad news. Uh, that clarity about where to go next goes right in the garbage as soon as you get to the interior space because that mechanic is entirely linked to the rings. So like the little compass, the rings changing color. Once you go into the interior space, they don't tell you where you're supposed to go at all. There is no visual indicator of get this, go here, do that. You get the little on-screen text that's like, here's what the theme of this level is. Like you get at the beginning of the first level. But yeah, that little compass, that very helpful little go this general direction compass. Yeah, it's gone. Bummer. Huge bummer. Um, The the one other um, thing that I I wanted to make sure that, well, two things. Uh, One throwaway note. Um, the other big thing I want to mention for uh, visuals is, okay, you 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 can miss two rings when you're flying through the rings, sometimes three. Um, I don't know whether it's like X number of rings in quick succession, X number of rings over a certain period. I don't know, right? The reason why I don't know that is because it's relayed to you in no way whatsoever, right? So you have, there, so, so they, they commit one of the cardinal sins, which is they have crap on your UI, on your HUD, it does not need to be there, right? If you can't take damage, you don't need to see your health bar, right? Especially if it's in no way, like, I mean, like, I'm, I'm flying through hoops, right? So show me when I miss one, take a huge hit to health. Because then I'll know, oh, I'm it. But I had to keep mental track of how many rings I had missed because, especially because if you do miss one, go, doubling back and like snagging it, pretty will almost certainly fail you you know so you need to know whether or not you can just say i'll get that don't even worry about it you just move on to the next one so the fact that they had a health bar that is in the entirety of the first level completely meaningless is dumb it's just it's just careless and frustrating and it irritated me and so i'm talking about it (laughs) and and i feel like you almost don't even know what it's for since nothing in the first level can deal you damage and there are lots of ways to fail and none of them are related to health so it's like is this how long i can fly is this the number of good deeds i've done like yeah like you you have no i i mean you assume it's health if you understand how most video games are designed but there's nothing that very quickly confirms that this is health by either hurting you or restoring it or anything. Yeah. You just, you have the one and only thing in your HUD is seemingly useless for the entire first level. Yes. Um, and, and this is so frustrating, dumb and it's fine, but like 
you know, it's it's just the, the entire health bar is just like like red to orange, right? Which is fine. For me personally, I, I would have preferred a red to blue. I just I think that that would have been cooler and more on theme, whatever. The one other throwaway note I had is that, um, again, in a game where, where it's about you being Superman, uh, your flying looks like hell and your punching looks like you are having a seizure. It's, <laughs> it's just awful. It doesn't work well. It doesn't connect well. It just, I mean, when you start punching, it looks, it doesn't look like Superman, you know, uh, planting his feet, gritting his teeth, and eating that horse, right? It doesn't look like that. It looks like my son, my five-year-old, <laughs> when he's decided to use his self-proclaimed Carolina smash on me. Do, you know? Does he really? Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, he calls out Carolina smash. And, uh, and, and actually, it's funny because my uh, three-year-old also does it. And so when I'm attacking the five-year-old, he will yell out, Lizzie, use Carolina smash. And then she'll come running in and she'll go, Carolina smash and like hit me. And then I'll fall over. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I can't decide more fun if that sounds game. more like a drink or a sandwich. <laughs> I actually saw a thing recently where it was, uh, they, they had a, a, a wrestler from like the WWE and go, go come to their office. And they were like, is it a mixed drink or a wrestling move? And if, and they quizzed all the people from the office. And if you got it right, then you got to drink the mixed drink. And if you got it wrong, the wrestler performed the wrestling move on you. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's good. Um, but anyway, so yeah, again, you know, just the animation, all of the animations for Superman in no way made me feel like Superman. Uh, the only other comment I have about the visuals is uh, the hitbox is attempting to assist you and we'll probably pick this part a little bit more in controls and mechanics. So all I will say here is uh, the the hitbox is bad. Uh, you connect with things that you don't think you should have connected with. You don't connect with things you think you should not have connected. With. Like it's 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 all over the goddamn place. Um, if you have nothing else for visuals, I actually have a tie-in to one of your last comments about audio. So, I have nothing more for visuals. <laughs> I have nothing more to say. So <laughs> so. The rings, uh, when you fly through them or don't, um, and then you go through a subsequent ring. So, like, say there's three rings in a row. You fly through ring one, and then you miss ring two, and then you fly through ring three. It makes, like, a you-got-electrocuted sort of noise, like a kind of noise. Yep. And There's no visual associated with it, but it does make that noise. Yeah, yeah. zero visual associated with it, uh, which is why I think it's interesting that you you pointed out like, oh, you you don't actually know that you missed a ring unless you hear that sound or you just fail, which means if you don't associate an electricity noise with missing a magical floating hula hoop, which is reasonable that someone might not think <laughs> those two things go together. I don't know, but my parents were pretty insistent that I know how to fly through magical hula hoops and they did <laughs> shock me when I screwed it up. Yeah, but then you knew the noise was coming from the cattle prod. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear it like ramping up. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, 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 no. But yeah, it it's it's not unreasonable that someone could not understand exactly why they're failing because there's a giant timer on the screen and if you run out of time then obviously you fail the the challenge the maze as lex luther calls it <laughs> but it, it's not immediately obvious that 
you have to hit every single hoop. Again, unless you happen to notice the subtle coloring change, which I think is clear enough to be useful, or you just vaguely understand, oh, presumably they want me to fly through the center of each ring, right? This is expensive, stupid, licensed IP pilot wings, and I have to fly through through each ring, right? So it's like, will you eventually put it together? Yes. Would you expect most people who play this game to eventually put it together? Sure. Does the game do anything to help you put that together? Not really. And I think this audio choice is actually working against that, right? If if it even just made like a cartoony, like, eh, right? Like you missed one, right? You got a wrong answer on a quiz show kind of buzzer noise. I think that would communicate better. Hey, you have to fly through each hoop, right? When you, cause you, when the game loads, the first hoop is directly in front of you. So assuming you understand how the controls work, which you probably don't, we'll get to that. Then you, you fly forward and you fly through the first hoop and it should go like, bing. And then if you miss a hoop and you fly through the next hoop, it should go, right? Something super clear because the visual helps you understand which one is next. And I think the noise would help you understand if you got one or you missed one or something, right? But the the electric, no, God, why, why? Yeah, no. Um, I think that they were trying to do they were trying to do something diegetic where it was like, oh, you missed a ring, so you got electrocuted, but it just it does not come off that way. At you all. missed a ring, so we electrocuted Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> but all it's always Jimmy. You know, yeah, like no, it's you never can't torture Lois Lane. That's not how any of that works. No, no. Um, so this is, I don't, I don't know when, when a good place to shoehorn this in is probably not in audio, but whatever. Um, probably in controls mechanics. But what, it, what bothers me so much is that like there's, there's just so many better ways to have done this. Cause when we were talking about like the, the flying through hoops, where it's like, oh, well, you just have to know to fly through hoops. I do think that that's something that we as humans kind of know. But what it made me think of is it's like, you know, another game where you had to fly through hoops sometimes and was super fun. Star Fox 64, man. It was a blast, mm. you know? Um, and then it just made me think, because I was like, what Star Fox 64 did that this game could have just done, man. They could have just ripped this stuff wholesale. It's like, what if, what if there were just like in this, where there's like flying portions of the level, just, Make Superman fly nonstop. And then what if, I mean, literally, if you took Star Fox 64 and just swapped out the R-Wing with Superman and it's his heat vision, you know, like that, that could have been cool. But, Anyways, that's but then it, then it wouldn't be Lex Luthor's maze. It's a maze, George, a series of rings yeah. you have to pass through in an order that the rings communicate to you. That's a maze. Yeah, I, it's, I, just to, to make the headcanon a little bit more interesting, my <laughs> thought isn't that Lex Luthor's a moron and doesn't know how to put together a maze. It's that's how highly he thinks of Superman. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Is that's his critique on Superman's intelligence, right? He's like, solve my maze, Superman. You're doing great, champ. <laughs> I got it off the back of a McDonald's menu. <laughs> Well, it's like the whole, uh, the whole like Superman's a critique or Clark Kent's a critique on humanity, right? That, um, so just credit where credit's due. Um, I, I like the what little of it I got to hear the the, the voice lines. Those were those were good, you know. Like the you know, I forget what he says, but whatever Lex Luthor says at the beginning, I'm like, oh my god, that voice was hot. It, it's like, some it's some like you you will soon meet your demise. It's a threat. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> so when 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 th threat dot jpg is is uh um you know played like that that was good and then superman i mean like the lead in is just so great because he's like you know soon you will understand superman i was like oh yeah and then it's like superman saying there's no time to lose i was like oh yeah it was just all down the hill from there but that being said is that the voice lines which i assume they did rip wholesale from the tv show. i don't think that they got voice actors for this you know honestly the the voice actor for lex luther didn't sound exactly right to me i mean granted i haven't seen the cartoon in a long time the voice actor for superman is either ripped wholesale or they got maybe the same guy because that that one actually sounded pretty much how I remember it. Lex Luthor one didn't, which is fine. I still think wherever that voice came from, it's a fine choice for those little sound bits. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, it, it it it's like strong start and then just immediate <laughs> fall flat <laughs> on the face. Yeah, it's uh oh, you know what it is? It's um. What, what, what was his name from the one of the new Rick and Morty episodes? Like, like Blazin, Blazin, it's Blazin, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh man, he didn't even buy us any time, Morty. Um, so <laughs> that the um these the 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 music, it's fine. The the problem is every time you start a level, the music starts over. Right? Mario does this kind of stuff. Lots of places do it. And we'll get into this more in controls and mechanics. The number of times you are forced to restart abruptly from a checkpoint is high. Many and times. So, many, many times. And so listening to this song, the first 10 seconds of it over and over and over and over and over again, I hated it. I hated the, the music, <laughs> man. It just, it was, it's one of those things because the music... Most of the time, I'd be like, oh, yeah, music was fine. It was innocuous, right? And it was, but it just, it was, it was grinding because of the um, amount of times I had to listen to it, the same exact song on a loop. So I, I didn't have that problem for as long as you probably did because once I realized that it is impossible to make the turns they're asking you to make without using the the brake because you fly like you're driving right so you have an accelerator and a brake and you don't just like superman yeah. just like superman you don't fall out of the sky like a plane would but you can come to basically an instant halt which is kind of neat right you don't slow down um and the, the the reason that's relevant is because i actually got decent ish enough at the flying that i was able to get through the first level and then get into the second level, which has different music and, and is different. Here's the issue. Um, no matter how good you are at the first level at each of the checkpoints, it also restarts the, the music. So you're going to hear it awkwardly restart like five or six times in the first level. Even if you do everything exactly right on the very first try, which is not a great experience and all of the times I failed. So like, it's still super repetitive. My problem with the music was okay. I what game did we just play recently where you were talking about the John Williams Superman theme? It was something I recent. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. We were talking go about go back, listen to audience, go back, listen to yeah. all of our episodes, <laughs> and let me let us know which one chronologically and start at the beginning. I think yeah. it's fair. Yeah, right? yeah. you don't want them to miss it. Um, yeah. So, 
But you you were talking about how like how iconic the John Williams Superman music is. And it I mean it's John Williams, so it's definitionally iconic. Um I don't think the only Superman music that's ever been good is the John Williams music, but the cartoon absolutely is aping that kind of Superman music, right? It's very orchestral, it's very big and bombastic and Superman music usually is because it's like bright horns and it's him coming to save the day, right? So to have this music, which is a poor imitation of the cartoon music, which is a decent imitation of the John Williams music or like a an homage and inspired by whatever the, the accurate term is, you're still another degree removed and on lower fidelity hardware and on a probably a way tighter budget and, 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 right. So you just, you end up with something that it's like, yes, okay, obviously this is trying to be a sweeping orchestral score, but they couldn't get the exact music from the cartoon. And maybe that's just because they literally couldn't translate it. Maybe they had the rights, but they couldn't translate it into a way the N64 could produce. And that itself is an homage or a copy of the John Williams Superman music. So you just you end up with like like if someone gives you an article to read and you look at it and you're like, wait a minute, did you photocopy this? And they're like, no, I photocopied a photocopy from the library. And it's like, ah, uh, I'm not going to be able to read this like this is not pleasant. It's it's that for sound, right? It's copy of a copy of a copy. It just doesn't it's not bad. It's actually perfectly fine. It's just your brain is like have I heard this song before? Because it's trying to hear the John Williams music or the music from the cartoon. And it's not that. And so you're, you're constantly trying to like pattern match for this thing that it's never quite going to fit. Right. It's, it's trying to trying to get a, a block. That's just a little bit too big into, you know, the, the bucket. And you're like, ah, it, it should fit though. Right. It's the same shape. And it's like, ah, it's the same shape ish. Yeah. Um, uh, agreed on all fronts and i think too the the last thing i'll I'll say about audio is that we 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 recently played doom 2016 um and that was a better game uh <laughs> um it so but one of the things that we that we praised doom about and we, we we one of the things i i remember that we said was that basically it's, it's a machine going doom 2016 is a machine going at like Hundred thousand RPMs, uh, RPMs, right? And and a single grain of sand would just screw it all up, right? And one of the things that we had talked about was the fact that you know, the m- music, right? That that amazing rock, heart pounding rock music, right? Like when you do a glory kill, it does like this sick guitar riff, you know. And then like when you kill the last bad guy, it does like this kind of ending riff and then ends, right? Um, and th- so the music always comes in organically and goes out organically and it feels very very smooth right this is what it feels like when they don't do that right when all of a sudden the music doesn't have like a nice lead in or cut out or anything it just hard starts and hard stops this is what that feels like and like can you imagine this in doom 2016 it would have been unacceptable you know <laughs> so so it's just it's it is wild the degree to which th- this this is stuff like this and this is going to feel a bit of field and philosophical is why i get so frustrated when people are like oh well i i you know the people who consider themselves to be renaissance humans you know where they're like oh well you know i dabble in this and i dabble in that it's like no no there is 
everything, all subject matters are now too deep for any novice to realistically claim to be an expert in multiple things. Like you mean like an expert in like one to three things and then that's it. You're a novice in everything else, right? So because if somebody said, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I dabble a little bit in music. Like I can play the guitar. I could probably create a video game soundtrack. It's like, no, you can't because it's going to sound like garbage because you don't even know how to fade it in, how to fade it out, when to fade it in, like what types of musical riffs can you do? All of that is, is, is happening all the time under the hoods in like all of our games that we play these days and we don't notice it, but we notice it when it's not happening and it's not happening here. Yeah. Well, and to your exact point is to make that happen, not only did the technology have to get better, but it's very unlikely that that's ever done by a single musician, right? Maybe one person composes the music and then another person balances it and then another person syncs it up with the game engine so that it comes in and out gracefully, right? Because then that person might have to go back to the composer and be like, I need you to make this phrase a little bit more repetitive so that we have more flexibility in where it fades in and out, right? So that it's, it sounds more seamless. It, it's it's very unlikely that any one person, no matter how talented, is is going to be great at all of those things, plus do the sound effects, plus do all the voice acting, plus do all the Foley, like modern games. And, and I count this among them, right? Like we're talking games that have sophisticated soundtracks and sophisticated, can have sophisticated voice acting. Like y- you need a team, right? And th- this music is just, it's either playing or they hit like the track skip button to start the song over. And then it, <laughs> it just immediately starts over and it's just, oh, it's not good. Um, I do want to mention about the sound effects just so I don't forget. Um, they're bad in a way that is really annoying because when you are flying and you do that, that hard bank with your stupid swimmy arms, it goes whoosh. And then when you, you bank back the other way, cause you know, the mazes get tighter and tighter and whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And it's like, you, could you not have had two whoosh noises and just randomly, <laughs> just randomly pick between them so that it doesn't feel like you're just p- pressing the whoosh button over and over again. Cause it, it is, there's one whoosh sound effect. And then there are other things that because you are Superman and you would expect everything you do to be happening at Superman scale, you would expect those things to have some sound effects and they don't. When you're doing your ridiculous flailing punches, you would expect like a, you know, like a whoosh, 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 whoosh. And then maybe when you collide with something, it's like, bam, 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 right? Some, something, and there's nothing. It's just completely silent. You don't have access to all of your superpowers um, right when the game starts, despite the fact that pressing buttons will show you the menu for them. It's very confusing. But uh, in in the course of the first level, you get the super breath and you have to use it to blow away these insane tornadoes. That looks completely stupid. And it, it goes like, blow, right? It's this pathetic little wimpy nothing right you it should sound like a hurricane right like it's super like the fact that the sounds are either repetitive to the point of being like an atari game or completely absent like literally (laughs) nothing is just bizarre it's oh my god it's this game is bizarro superman 64 like this is a Mm. great superman game in the bizarro universe because they hate Superman. It's like, this is their Mm. favorite Superman game. 
Interesting. I, I got. I'll have to chew on that for a second. I, li- I like where you're going. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't like think that'll that. hold up to scrutiny. It's just because I said the word bizarre. I was like, eh, <laughs> bizarro. Um, so I, I want to take a quick aside and and kind of mention one of my favorite Superman moments because uh, there's there's a bunch of good ones, but there was one where like, and I forget the the context exactly, but basically there were these like Eldric are elementals that were pissed off with Superman, and um and so he's he's fighting like basically a an a water elemental the size of a skyscraper right and there's a fire elemental and an earth elemental they're all giving superman the business and and they were like you need to leave uh foreigner you know like you're a foreigner on earth and you need to leave right and i forget why the, he he precipitated this exact response it was something to the effect of um if you continue to try to kill me i will Use my heat vision to boil away your oceans. I will breathe away your atmosphere and I will tear the earth asunder. And then I will find a new home as a foreigner. And it's like. (laughs) Yeah, that's what that sounds like. That's not what that sounds like. (laughs) That, that is cool. just you know like it's just yeah so, it's, yeah, it's it's that, a, is, that is a cool scene though but but his super breath does not sound like it would blow away the atmosphere that's what i'm saying right it's it, it sounds closer to like the um when jerry gets ousted from the uh, uh house and <laughs> and like you, you hear the, <laughs> like that it's that's what it sounds like you know yeah so not great I don't I don't think I have anything else to say about the audio, honestly. Like it it's just what el- what other audio I, I heard in the the second level is mostly just unremarkable computery and robot-y beeps and boops. Yeah. Uh controls and mechanics. Um let's uh let's let's talk a little bit about um about the tutorial. There is no tutorial. Oh, okay, good. I, I was afraid you actually had played a completely separate game that you know respected your time and thought that <laughs> and thought that you might need to be taught how to play this game. Well, you said that this is the bizarre Superman game, so there is a great <laughs> tutorial. I love tutorial. <laughs> oh man, you see that—that's what we should have done. Is is we should have like done the whole episode as a Bizarro episode. Mm. It would have taken so much time and planning, which this game does not deserve. But to like take everything we would have said and then flipped it you know yeah that Ugh. that ooh, that that would be an interesting like art project to try and have consistency in the things you say like like say all the correct things about the game but as if they were positive like that would we'd have to script that like i'm not saying oh, we, it, it wouldn't be an interesting would. project but it would be hard it would that's what i'm saying like it would be i I don't think either of us has the time to do that, but literally if we could take the transcript of this episode and then go back through and then bizarro every phrase like that would be, that'd be, it would be, a, <laughs> I want to have that. I don't want to do it. So that's, there you go. that's the, there, yeah. brought it together. Um, to, to your point about the tutorial, I literally have as my first bullet for controls and mechanics. Is this the worst level one we've ever seen? I, I would say, I mean, maybe Jekyll and Hyde is on par, you know, I mean, maybe Home Alone 2. I mean, like that's, but that's where it's at, right? You know, it's, it's literally 
now has taken its place in the exemplars that we use. <laughs> you know, like anybody who listens to the podcast knows that Home Alone 2 is the the exemplar for cannot tell background from foreground, right? You know, it, it's it's up there, man. It's it it's so jarring because basically it's like you know superman says there's no there's no time to lose and then there's a bunch of rings i'm like oh i gotta fly through these okay um and i flew through them and you know was doing actually pretty decently given you know the controls are sloppy and all that sort of stuff and then i ran out of time and said like ha, you're out of time And i was like did i just die on the tutorial all right all right, hang on, hang on. And so I, I focused and I knew exactly what to hit like right off the bat and I did it again and I failed again. And because you're flying through hoops, I failed in such a way that I couldn't see the end goal. And I thought I was doing pretty decently and I'm like, I am old enough and games literate enough that I should not be struggle. I shouldn't struggle on any tutorial this simple, you know? But it just, I mean, you've got to, they, you basically have to have mastered flying before they'll let you out of that li- very, very, very first thing. And and they don't say, press B to do this. They don't tell you, you know, hey, here's hints on how to move forward, how to break, how to, like, tricks on how to sign. None of it. It's just, here you go, figure it out, champ. Well, and, and we, in, in a lot of our episodes, I think we reasonably assume that the listeners either have played the game or are familiar enough with the game that they understand what we're talking about. I want to take a second to really clearly spell this out just so nobody thinks we're like glossing over anything, right? So the game boots up, you get to the title screen where you can load if you have, and for some reason it won't save to the cartridge. You have to save to a, a pack. That's so dumb. But like, so you, you can save and load and you can start a new game. If you start a new game, it goes to like a five second cutscene of Lex Luthor throwing uh, Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen into the virtual reality dimension. And then very white too. whatever. And then you have to go in <laughs> and, <laughs> and, then, and then you have to presumably go in and save them. Right. Yeah. But you don't, you don't actually see that. You just literally they get sucked in through this big like you know, stargate Atlantis looking portal. And then you, then it smash cuts to you floating. You're already in the air and there's the rings in front of you and a building and the rings kind of go off to one side. And then Superman says his opening line, right there. Then there's no time to waste or whatever. The text on screen says, um, if you want to save your friends, you have to solve my maze. I think is what it says. And then, as soon as you advance past that text, the timer starts. That's it. All you have done is say, I would like to play this game. And it goes, you have 90 seconds until you die, right? Like that's hostile. That is so hostile. Like, and the controls, because not only is the N64 controller the dumbest controller ever made, but the control, I I did not guess fly him like a car, right? So I was not looking for an accelerator or a brake. I was just pressing on the stick and then just impotently floundering around in place. <laughs> like it's, it is so the first 10 seconds of this game do more to ruin the illusion that you are Superman. than I think the entire rest of the game needs to even bother to do. And 
and it's a joke. Like I know uh, video game Dougie makes this joke all the time. Like it makes you feel like Batman makes you feel like Spider-Man. I get that. I know that it's like corny to say that, but what I realized playing this is the opposite is actually the truth. Playing a Batman game where you feel like Batman is the expectation. That's not something you should praise a Batman game for playing Spider-Man and feeling like when you had that moment where you zipped through the fire escape, that's the expectation. The expectation is, well, duh, I'm Spider-Man. Of course I didn't decapitate myself on that fire escape or come to an immediate grinding halt because that's not what Spider-Man would do. And I'm Spider-Man doesn't matter that it's a pre-programmed animation that you had nothing to do with. It made you feel good. And that's the point of playing the game, right? To enjoy playing the game. This game does not make you feel like Superman. And the fact that in the first couple of seconds after I have started a new game, I am confused. I am panicked. I don't know what to do. I am seconds away from losing. Like I don't, I assume Superman does not feel that way all the time. I don't think no. <laughs> that he wakes up every morning and is like, oh God, ah, what do I do? <laughs> Where do I go? So um, so I, I'm going to take this moment to do another quick Superman story aside of one of my favorite moments in a Superman comic is basically, uh, long story short, in one of the previous comics, this is a Batman Superman thing. So Batman and Superman are like talking. And what had happened was that there was a, a, an issue that had gone wrong and the on a movie set and the director had actually gotten a real piece of kryptonite to use in his movie because he wanted it to be authentic because of that superman was you know depowered and almost got his lunch eaten in the middle of um you know in the middle of this exchange right and so superman goes to batman and says look man we got to round up all the kryptonite because i can't do my job if there's just kryptonite laying around you know i mean like could you imagine like if all of a sudden you know there was like this thing that could just kill you and batman says like yeah i've got that it's called lead like people <laughs> shoot at me all people shoot at me all the time like every day i go in and do my job knowing i could die but just to, again to to frame how, to your point no that's not how superman feels like he is so divorced from ever being in any real danger that the one time he was he was like and now all of the kryptonite in the world has to go like that was his proportionate response to that feeling right <laughs> so, so no you shouldn't feel that way um you you should you know again like the way i would picture it right is that you know i get thrown into the game of superman and the very first thing that i should have to do is like there should be a car full of bank robbers just coming at me right and then literally they should just hit me and the car crumples because that would give me some time to start playing around with the mechanics and all that sort of stuff but basically the first level should be everybody running into me, the brick wall, while I kind of figure out how to deal with the, you know, okay, I press B to do this, I do this, I do this. And then the the end goal is like, stop the bank robbers, right? But they can't hurt me. So it doesn't matter how long I dink around with the controls to figure it out. It doesn't matter. One other cool thing that happens in Spider-Man to make you feel like Spider-Man is that literally sometimes um, there'll be an NPC. If you're just like standing on the ground, which doesn't happen very regularly because you're Spider-Man, um, they'll walk up to you, and if you hit triangle, they post up for a high five because they nice. love you, Spidey. But right, but it's just like little stuff like that where you know they're like, "Hey, yeah," and you like high five them. You're like, "Yeah, I'm Spider Man. That's cool. I'm cool. People like me." You know. <laughs> so this game did I, not do that. It does not do that. Uh, so I mentioned that the flying looks and feels incredibly awkward. Um, something that again, there are places of of faint praise for this game. 
something that they actually did that I thought was surprisingly thoughtful uh, is in the first series of challenges, like throughout the first level, you're kind of flying always, right? It's very rare that you put your feet down or even have to put your feet down. And I think there's like two challenges where you may land, but most of the time you're up in the air. So you're, you're learning the flying controls and they're, they're kind of awkward, but if you put your feet down uh, and this happens, there's more opportunities for this to happen in the, the second level and possibly beyond. Cause I only got to the second level. Uh, you can walk off of a ledge. And if you do that, you only fall for like half a second and then you just immediately start flying and it switches to the flying controls. And I was like, all right, <laughs> like that's <laughs> yes. I like be- that because Superman can't fall, right? He would catch himself in the air the way you or I or anybody else would catch themselves on the ground or they would put their hand out and brace against a wall or whatever. So like, I thought that was, and and the fact that it actually switches modes, right? It's not that the model just stops falling. He actually switches from the standing, you know, standing chest out Superman kind of posture to the floating Superman posture, the control switch. It's actually kind of thoughtful. Um, Unfortunately, that thoughtfulness immediately backfires because uh, when you get further into the first level and you're kind of flying like through the, the water runoff, the, the built up, you know, man-made river channel or whatever. Um, sometimes you connect with, uh, those kind of slanted walls because the, the little path of rings starts to get tighter and tighter. And if you do sometimes because the hitbox and the collision detection is so bad, Superman decides he's standing. And then sometimes he starts to fall because there's nothing to stand on. And then every time that happens, you get stuck in a loop because <laughs> you fall for like a half a second before you switch to flying, which means you fall a little and then you start flying and then you collide with the wall, which makes you try to stand on it. And then you fall a little and you just get trapped and just impotently slide down this polygon often into water, which is even more embarrassing. <laughs> you just like, it's, <laughs> it's like the, the world's most embarrassing dunk tank. <laughs> and it's like the, the that's sake of failure that's, right that's the level of sadness you're dealing with is they thought well superman can't fall superman 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 can't fall like that doesn't even make any damn sense but then the way it's actually implemented ends up being worse than if you just fell out of the sky and had to press a button to switch back into flying mode because at least then i would be in control right yeah no that's uh uh, again, just it, it 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 it's a bummer that the few places where the game could potentially shine uh, doesn't. Um, there's there's no failure spectrum in this game. Uh, like I mean, reasonably uh, outside of like getting yes, you do have a health bar. It, it's a so single you, shade of gray, right? It's everything's <laughs> going great. There's a single shade of gray, and then failure. Right. I mean, and, and technically, like, you know, you do have a health bar, right? So when the bad guys are shooting at you, you know, that's that they, is a failure spectrum. But. They kill you faster than would seem reasonable for Superman. So, right. Because <laughs> it's Superman. And that, that was the thing that I always loved, like, for instance, in the, the Arkham Asylum games, you know, was that Batman, when, you know, bad guys are trying to wail on him with their fists and with their uh, crowbars, you know, you can take a lot of punishment. If somebody starts shooting at you, you need to get out of there because you're Batman, you know, like 
if somebody has if a, a thug has like a line of sight and a gun on you, you have already not Batman, you know, because you, you never should have seen you in the first place, you know, um, that that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, but Superman should, should not have that problem. Right. So and, and I think that that's kind of the thing is that, you know, for Superman, it feels like that there should be certainly at least some failure spectrum. Right. You know, like some kind of like, oh, hey, I, I've started to make mistakes, make errors, and now they're starting to accumulate and become a problem that now I, Superman, am even struggling with. But the fact that it's like you, for example, you accidentally landed on the side of this thing, and now that has cost you three precious seconds, which means you will now not finish this challenge in time, which means that you burnt. And then the fact that there's no, it, it just all of a sudden it's just, you failed, and then it just immediately punts you back to now. Now do it again, and you're like, "Whoa, God! I can't! I didn't even have time to scratch my nose, man!" You know, like, and that—that's—that's that's normally I, I would praise something like that because any animations and things like that would increase the cycle time, right? And you know how I feel about cycle time, which I'll discuss later, right? But, but in this case, it's, it's just—it's truly jarring because you know you'll be sitting there flying along, and all of a sudden it's like you failed. Now try again. And you're like, oh my God, well, what, what, what happened? Especially, I remember this because, you know, I failed two or three times on that first set of rings, but then I finally did it. And I was like, all righty, I did it. And I take a quick breath. And it's like, okay, cool. Now stop these cars from hitting pedestrians. Go, 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 go. And then six, six seconds. seconds, six seconds. You have to internalize what they're asking you to do. Get your lay of the land and execute. Correct. And that's, and then if you don't, then it is a blanket failure. You have just failed. You know, and it doesn't even make sense with the premise. Now I'm just kind of ram- frustratingly rambling, but it doesn't even make sense <laughs> with the premise because if it, and again, like, like, so with Mario, it's very gamey, right? You fall down a pit, you die, whatever. And there's a bunch of like people who are like, oh no, that's where the booze come from, which I think is fascinating, right? But in, in most of the, most of them, it's like, okay, you, you're not the version of you that failed. Whenever you like fail and get a game over, it's like, well, that's not you. You played through the successful route, right? when you failed this many times, you're like, what's what's actually happening? Because if Lex Luthor just wanted to murder me, then why didn't he just murder me? Like if the idea is that I failed to solve his maze, did I did I die or like what's what is the ramification of that failure state? Because Lex Luthor is making this so difficult that he might as well just do it. You know, there's no struggle. He is God in absolute control. And if he's just toying with me then why is he doing he's he's doing a bad job toying with me because he's just creating impossible situations you know like anyway and and i mean that that's the collision of narrative and mechanics right because there are lots of narrative dissonance yes right there there are lots of arcade games that are just hard but you don't feel like it's stupid you may not enjoy that kind of game but a person is unlikely to just say oh this is stupid because it's just can you do this hard thing, right? But in this game, like in a lot of Superman games, it's like, oh, but you're depowered. You, you're the kryptonite, whatever, whatever dumb thing you said earlier. I didn't even realize that that's what was <laughs> supposed to be happening. But of course, you're depowered. But it's like, then can you like give me a little bit of a ramp into that? Like, can there be one level where you explain to me how I'm becoming depowered and what the ramifications of that are like, ah, Superman, you're now 
vulnerable to bullets. And it's like, oh, okay, so now I need to avoid combat because I can die. It's like, ah, Superman, your super speed has been reduced. Like, oh, okay, so now things can happen on a schedule because I can't instantly travel infinite distance, right? Like, give me some way to understand that the character I'm seeing, right, is not actually capable of doing all of the things that I would expect to be able to do if I'm controlling that character. Um, I'd forgotten the phrase ludonarrative dissonance, but you are a thousand percent correct. That is exactly <laughs> what is happening, right? You see, you know, the big blue boy scout, you expect to be able to do anything, right? I mean, within reason, <laughs> I know it's a video game, but like you expect to be able to do super many things. And the fact that they immediately start you disempowered and don't like explain any of that or anything is just like, oh, so I'm just playing regular video game, the video game, and it's just got Superman paint on it. Yeah, no, it, it, it very much so feels that way. And and again, you know, there's just so many cool little things that you could that they could have done to make this game to make small challenges around, you know, the 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 issue, the core issues. Right. But like to your point where, you know, he punches. Right. And it's like, womp, womp. It's like, <laughs> what if what if there was a situation right where, you know, you you had to for whatever reason do like your ranged attack maybe your ranged attack is like yeah you've got your heat vision right but you can also like throw a concussive punch you know like that'd be cool you know that'd be a cool superman thing to do you know um and it just that knocks people down like you use your heat vision on inanimate stuff but you can't you know it's like a rock paper scissors right you know like there's there's so i i feel that you know again comparing it to the new spider-man games is not there but there was stuff there was stuff here you know you just make it a series basically of mini games right each one kind of like tests one of superman's powers so the cycle time is the one other big note that i have it's it's bizarre first i mean at first i said like it's awful um because literally you fly through all of those hoops right and then it says you've got six seconds to now stop this car it's like oh my god and so then i went and failed of course i did because i can't think that quickly and they kicked me back to the beginning of the ring and i I, that i that was literally a hard exit point for me i put it down for the evening i said (laughs) okay and then just i was done for for you know and then then i came back and and played some more but only because of this like otherwise i would have been like no we're good but why why would you kick me back that far it makes no sense like and then so then after that, you hit a checkpoint, then it's a whole bunch more rings, and then it's pick up this cop car and put it down at the end of the road, right? So I, I, again, not clear. It doesn't tell you how to do any of those things. It just tells you to do it, and then immediately rocket launchers the cop car to death, right? And kicks you back to the beginning of the rings. So I went through it all again, and then I just went and ran into the car, and I was like, okay, good, that picked it up. But then I got to the end of the thing and I didn't know I was just supposed to fly through the little goalpost. I thought I was supposed to put it down because it told me to put it down. So I chucked this car and all of the police officers to their death. And and I'm like, huh, well, that was interesting. And then just got kicked back to the beginning of the rings again. I was like, oh, my God. But the really bizarre thing is that there were times when I wasn't kicked back to the ring section. Sometimes I was just kicked back to that new challenge and i couldn't find rhyme or reason to it and that blows my mind this game is so not game it is so unpredictable <laughs> that i can't even 
like deconstruct. I can't say like it has a good cycle time. My thing. I can't tell you whether or not this game has a good good or bad cycle time. I am Superman in Lex Luthor's. This is Lex Luthor's like VR thing. And I am being depowered by the kryptonite because my one superpower of like harping on cycle time, I can't use it. I'm just flailing around. <laughs> I mean, y- yes, just <laughs> I, I, I had a lot to say about cycle time because of how broken it is. Uh, it, confusing is, I think, the better word. And there's very little I could say that wouldn't be repeating everything you just said, because <laughs> the the confusion aspect of it is what I actually found most personally frustrating. The fact yeah. that it's like, you know, oh, go back and do this. Right. Because that's always my complaint is will redoing this thing help me get better at the thing I failed at? And if the answer is no, then what is the purpose of that longer cycle time? And sometimes the answer is you need to calm down. Like you, you, <laughs> you won't be successful if you just throw yourself against this challenge again. Right. So it's like, you need a second to like regroup as a player. And and so there are reasons that one might have a longer cycle time, but generally speaking, you want between here and where I failed, you want to let the player practice the thing they failed at in a safe environment or under different circumstances or get information they missed or whatever. Right. So that they have the, even if it's just like you, you'll, you can do it. If you have more health, you, you can take 10 hits, but you took five hits when you went through there. So if you just make it all the way there with full health, like that's not the ideal way to get through this problem, but you will at least get through this problem. Right. So there, there's, there's all a lot. There's a cornucopia of reasons you might have a longer cycle time. And this game executes on none of them and the fact that it then executes on inconsistency where i feel like most of the time you're thrown back to before the challenge and you have to do the rings but not every time and right. if you really want to piss yourself off you do what i did which is and i i did this only for research purposes but i i paused the game and i was just cuz i just died again and i was just like mm-hmm. Hey, wait, one of these options is restart mission. I wonder, will that send me back to the checkpoint or will it send me back to the start of the level? And I only did one experiment, so this is an anecdote, but it in fact sent me back to the beginning of the level. So, I mean, to be fair, when when you run an experiment and it kills everyone in the experiment, you don't rerun that one. You just kind of say, yeah. You don't need to do replicate studies on this one. This that was fine. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, maybe if maybe there's like a mid-level checkpoint, and if you said restart, it would send you back there. I don't think so. I think it's a full-on level reset. But the fact that each level has a crap load of checkpoints and they're inconsistently distributed and enforced, and I don't know of any—at least not in the first level or the what I played at the second level—I don't know of any reason you would ever choose to restart the mission it's not like it's not like you're collecting riddler trophies it's not <laughs> you're not you don't have a score you don't have lives right that's one thing this game actually got right is you don't have lives you can just bang your head against this kryptonite wall as much as you want to right the game will let you play it until you die of a stroke because you don't have lives there's no continues so good job on that front cuz at least they realized <laughs> this game has 
broken cycle time. It has broken objectives. It has broken controls. Everything about this is horrible. If anyone has any chance of getting good enough to make it to the end, we have to just let them bang their head against this as long as they want. So thumbs up on that choice. I think like just somebody somewhere said, you know what? Nobody stopped playing this because they ran out of lives. You know, like they may have started, <laughs> you know, like they started with three lives and all of a sudden they, they like, like nobody's like, oh, I ran out of lives. I guess I'm done playing. People stopped playing before that. Um, here's the thing. Okay. This, and this is also an anecdote, but just to, it, to melt, melt both of our minds briefly. Um, yes. The cycle time is wildly inconsistent. I swear there was a time and I, f- I forgot where exactly it happened where I failed an objective and it kicked me back to the beginning of the ring of that part. Right. And then I went through again and I failed the objective again and it did not kick me back to the beginning of the rings. Yeah. No, I, I just, I, it, it, I think it was with the cop car setting it down, right? Because, where you have to set it down right is that one time it kicked me back to the beginning of the rings which frustrated me but then another time it just let me restart with the cop car i mean and and in in most games i would be like nah you're just misremembering but like in this uh, maybe who knows right (laughs) i mean and and like i said is i was like is it did that did that happen and Again, it, it must have been the kryptonite fog just seeping into my brain. I was like, you know, yes, it's, it's all true and it's all it's all false. I don't, I don't know, man. But again, it's just the at a minimum, whether or not my the, the question isn't whether or not I'm right. The, 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 the problem is, as you so aptly put it, is that that sounds plausible, right? Is that the cycle time is so wildly inconsistent the fact that it is internally inconsistent sounds reasonable, you know? So if it's like, if all of a sudden, you know, I came to you and said, hey, our patron John is actually John Johns and is the Martian Manhunter, you would say, probably not, you know, like that doesn't <laughs> sound right, right? But if we knew John, our patron, well enough that you were like, I don't know, man, he could be a Martian, right? Then there's probably other issues. And, and thank you, John, very much for patron, <laughs> patroning our show. Um, but you know, like it's, it's, it's it, the plausibility is the problem. Yeah. I, so I have this, this one last note that, uh, I think starts to sum up my feelings. Um, you got any other hard hitters? Uh, the only, the only other thing that I, I would say, and, and we kind of touch on a little bit in cycle time, but it's, it's kind of a throwaway is that we, we, we talked about this a little bit in doom, which is that doom is a series of vignettes, right? It's, 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 you go from battle to a battle to the battle. But there was a very important thing, which is that you go from a battle to a battle to a battle. There is, and we kind of said it, is that the, the rock music cuts out and then there's a checkpoint and then you breathe for a minute, right? And then you go and you walk around and then all of a sudden an imp throws a fireball at you and all of a sudden it's a right? You know, and then you're back in it, right? This game doesn't have that. There's nothing, there's no bridge. It's just immediately like, fly through all the hoops. Now do this other thing. Now do this other thing. And it's all at breakneck speed and breakneck pace. And the fact that there is no fly to the next mission or whatever, there's not no bridge between the vignettes is equally jarring and incredibly problematic. And I don't think I've seen a game do something like that before. Well, and I'll 
uh, you don't realize it, but that Sunday you just ordered has a second equally sad Sunday upside down uh-huh. on top of it. Because can I can I send it back? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, in the second level, which is happening in an interior space, it's the mm-hmm. opposite. There's no time. There's no like timer counting down. There's no challenge you have to go do at breakneck speed. It's walk around the empty featureless sewers. And like once you defeat the couple of robot enemies, like I, I was trying to you have to open this door and you have to get a key to go and open the like put it in the computer to make it you know open the blast bay doors sort of thing. And it it's it's so jarringly opposite to have like two to three minutes, right? If if you played through the whole first level properly, it'd probably take you a, a few minutes, right? So to have non and to have level one with no tutorial be nonstop, oh my God, you're gonna fail a million times, and then have level two be walking down a hallway, get on this elevator to go to a lower floor. Like it's just but then that whole level, admittedly, I didn't get to the end of that level, but that whole level happens at that pace, right? And I, I guarantee you there are later levels that are done like the first level. So they they kind of did a similar vignette thing of this is fast paced, this is slow paced, except the too much fast paced and then too much slow paced, right? Like it's it's not it's not rhythmic, it's blaring music that is then awkwardly stopped in the middle of a song and then there's complete silence like the vacuum of space and then blaring music again <laughs> the one the one thing and then i'll i'll let you uh transition is so and this just again just shows how much they missed on the core aesthetic of fantasy right is that um i could believe batman right skulking around in the sewers in order to properly prepare an area in order for him to be able to get intel to suss that whatever right because batman does whatever needs to be done in order for him to basically swing way above his weight class right he is the only non-powered human in the justice league right and everyone in the justice league is like i wouldn't want to mess with him it's like that's how much legwork he does beforehand right so i could see that in a batman game this skulking around in the sewers sound like a superman thing to do superman doesn't do that he just i mean bursts in and then just kind of deals with it because he's bulletproof and everything proof you know so again it's just it's just a complete miss on like i want to be superman cool skulk around in the su- in the sewers and find keys to a door i can't just open let me <laughs> go ahead no th- this is exactly this is my last controls and mechanics comment is <laughs> they do in the second level my favorite hand wavy you know the the writers or the director looking directly into the camera in the movie and just being like please suspend your disbelief about this because that's not what this thing is about Th- this game you're playing a depowered superman because you're always playing a depowered superman right and in the second level after you get you go down this like hallway you explode a couple of robots and then there's a character i actually didn't recognize and i don't know if it's because i just didn't know who it was or if it's because it was a like a made-up character for this game or the low poly model or whatever but um it, i think it's a woman and she says to you um you can't just go smashing through doors down here superman because we've wired bombs all over and so you know you're gonna have to right she basically says we have taken away what we know is your main advantage, which is that doors do not stop you. Right. And <laughs> I, I was like, 
Thank you for showing me that you thought about how stupid it is for Superman to have to unlock a door regardless of what it's made out of. Even if it was a kryptonite door, he could open it. It would just really hurt him, right? So th- that's dumb. Yeah, no, it, yeah. And, and when you say, like, even if it is a kryptonite door, it's like, that's that's what they make giant pieces of concrete for. Yeah, yeah. throw it <laughs> through the kryptonite door. Use your heat vision, right? Use your breath, right? Do something, but... <laughs> The fact that they put the Superman, you, we have set things up in such a way that you do not have all of your tools available to you line at the early part of the second level, as opposed to, you know, the opening of the game. It's just like, you obviously thought about this, right? You obviously thought about this because you threw in the single line of dialogue, but why the hell is it a thousand deaths and one whole level into the game before someone says to me, Hey, uh, you're not going to be able to do everything Superman would do for this stupid reason. Suspend your disbelief, right? I'm all for that. Fine. Give me the stupid. Here's the reason for suspending your disbelief, right? Superman has been thrown into a dimension where everything is, he's in the Feywild, wild, right? Everything is magical and magic can hurt Superman. So he's not immortal here, right? That's fine. Like, but you would tell me that up front. Otherwise I see the Cape and I expect to be controlling God. So, that segues me into uh, how I feel like this game held up, which is um, it didn't because it was never good. And here I'm going to do something that I'm not sure we have done yet since we started the after show, which is I'm going to do a short after show with you because we we both have to go. Um, I, w- I want to do a short after show with you to talk to you about the one and only good Superman game I've ever played. And I think that maybe you've ever played. Um, I was afraid you were going to remember that we played this game during the course of the show. And I'm super glad that you didn't. Cause then we get to talk <laughs> about it. Um, so if you don't have uh, the after show, cause you're not a patron, here's a great reason for you to become one, but I will link to the game in the show notes. So if you want to hear our discussion about it, you got to get the after show. If you just want to play the game, because I think people should play this game, it will be linked in the show notes. Um, I literally went and put it in the show notes before we started recording. Uh, this game didn't hold up. It can't have held up. It was terrible when they released it. It's terrible today. If you somehow have nostalgia goggles for this game, it's because the same set of unfortunate circumstances that made this game so terrible, the opposite was happening in your life and you were the right age or the right games literacy, or you played it under the right circumstances or whatever that you enjoyed it. And, and God bless you for having those memories. Please do not ruin those memories for yourself by putting your hands on a Nintendo 64 controller and trying to play this game again. It will ruin your memories of it. Right. And, and I think it's stupid to say like, Oh, the new teenage mutant Ninja turtles ruined my childhood. No, it didn't. You still have your memories of the original one. If you go back and you play this game and somehow you remember it fondly because of your thick, thick nostalgia goggles it will harsh those memories so just leave it leave it back there if you've never played it now you don't have to because we we did the thing we did the game reviewer thing and we have now reviewed this game so full nostalgia goggles required shock to no one yeah no i mean uh i I agreed i mean (laughs) What would you even do if I said, no, I don't think this requires any (laughs) nostalgia goggles at all. And just this would be our last episode. I was going to say, yeah, right. Because it'd be I mean, I've lost all credibility. And it's like, well, I mean, I guess we're done with this hobby. 
Um, no, obviously, full nostalgia goggles required. This game is chaotic evil. Um, it is no fun to play, and it is very incredibly poorly put together. It is an exemplar of everything you don't want to do in a game. Um, it it does not even come close to being able to cover the check that it wrote on the cover of, you know, like, hey, you want to play as Superman? It's like, yes, I would like to know when that gets to happen because it sure <laughs> as hell didn't happen in this game. Um, so, yeah, no, basically by the time that that I was ready to record this episode for this particular game, I was done and could never be undone. The curtain falls. The music plays, the credits roll, then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself, the fanfare is gone. There's no player two, there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress down the hall to your bed, a few great events leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil, fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creep in With the edge of a smile You realize again What you lost for a while Gonna think back much less on how you saved the day than on all the experience gained. At the end of it all, gamers play what we play. Not for game over, but rather for what we take away. Along for the ride.